to the Red Pill Sports Podcast, combating woke Inc.'s takeover of sports. Red Pill Sports Podcast, sports done right. Donnie Copeland right here with Red Pill Sports Podcast. Thank you for joining us tonight, and uh, we're just thrilled to have you. Got a fascinating show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about era versus era. We're going to be talking about old school sports versus new school sports. And uh, then we're going to wrap it up with something I think is fascinating and is really starting to take hold in um in society, and I think it's going to be uh, really enlightening for us. So, uh, looking forward to it. Can't wait to uh, to get into it and talk about it here tonight. Um, uh, in the sports world, uh, I'm I'm really enjoying actually the NBA playoffs. Forgive me for saying that, but I am uh, because of Austin Reeves. I am all of a sudden quite a uh, Lakers fan, and I never thought I would say that, but I've talked about that before. Um, I spoke tonight for the Republican Party in Saline County, Arkansas. That was a fascinating uh, time. I was so encouraged because there were just so many people there, and uh, and that's kind of my past life of being uh, a, a politician. Uh, ran for lieutenant governor, uh, served in the House Legis- House Legislature, and then ran for the state Senate. And uh, so anyway, that's something I kind of <clears throat> feel pretty strongly is behind me. Uh, I never say never, but uh, I think I can almost say never. So, But anyway, uh, you know, we make plans and God laughs, as somebody said. So uh, we'll see. But, uh, I, hey, I'm glad that you joined us tonight. Something fascinating that we're doing here, and I just love it. Uh, and then I found out later it's it's really a winning strategy, but it, it wasn't a strategy. It was just something that I I thought we should do. And that was um, we started pushing products that we like on the show. Uh, you know what I don't want to do on the show is I don't want to push products for money. Do I want to get paid? Absolutely. I want to get paid a lot of money, right? But th- that's not why I want to do the products. I want to push products that I like, that I believe in. Uh, I don't want to push a like a sports drink that's terrible. You buy it, and you go, man, this is terrible, but I got paid, and it's too late for you. Uh, because you, you make this show, and I'm just, I am so thankful for each and every one of you. I've been watching the numbers. Uh, we, we will probably hit... Uh, next week we'll hit a thousand downloads, and that's that's small for a little bitty podcast like us. Again, we're a part of the Doc Washburn Show, uh, a family of podcasts, and we're the first child of the, if you will, uh, of the Doc Washburn Show. In in relative terms, Doc's been going eighteen months, and he has uh, well over a half a million. So you know, uh, and we're we're approaching a thousand after several weeks but the growth is what i've just been um so thankful for and and i'll see your numbers i'll see you know 24 don't uh download the show today and it just I, I just i thank you i thank you for taking your time you could there there are three million podcasts out there and you could be watching those but are listening to those and i'm sure you listen to some of them but thank you so we want to we want to promote products here that we believe in. Hoka is the unofficial shoe of the show, uh, and uh, I've started wearing Hoka's, and and they are they they changed my life when it came to my feet. I have a lot of trouble with my feet. I don't have neuropathy or any of that. I just have a lot of I have super flat feet. Have a lot of trouble with them, and they have just they've changed my life. And I've got I think four or five pair now. Uh, let me think here. I've got, I think I have five. My wife just bought her first pair because I was bragging on them. So 
so here's the cool part. I was watching something last night and said, you know, uh, man, promote products that you like, whether you get paid or not, and then you'll get paid uh, eventually. And that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I love the product. And Hoka's, uh, like I said, I, I bought four pair, and they they're, they're expensive. They're well over a hundred bucks a piece. Uh, although there is a site called Running Warehouse. Be careful of the Facebook uh, sites where they advertise Hoka's for thirty nine bucks and stuff. That those are scams. Uh, but go to like Running Warehouse, uh, which is a reputable con- uh, company. Uh, you can get them. Uh, I've I've picked them up for sixty and seventy bucks there. Uh, but Dick's Sporting Goods, which I had been, uh, I had been actually boycotting them. But my wife had to go there and get something, so I went in with her. And <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um, she picked up a pair there, and uh, so anyway. Uh, and then the other unofficial, and that's what I'm calling these are unofficial sponsors because they don't know we exist yet, but they will. Uh, that That's the cool thing. And so uh, the other one is the uh, natural state. Is that what it is? Uh, natural state pecans. Uh, anyway, it's on the Facebook page, on the Twitter page. Uh, and so they're, I don't, it's not natural state because that's Arkansas, but it's, uh, they're phenomenal. And uh, I'll, I'll look that up before we get off of here. Uh, also, we're all, always brought to you by Red River Auto, redriverauto.com. I'll talk a little bit about, more about them later than MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Also, I hope you're enjoying the uh, Minute with the Goat. We're going to uh, push out some merch called MWG, Minute with the Goat, and it kind of on the, on the lines of the Madison Square Garden look and uh, so, like, just they have MSG. We're going to have MWG Minute with the Goat. Got a great one coming up this week. Probably drop it Thursday or Friday. I forget it's scheduled. I think for Friday it will drop. And it is the Goat talking about uh, Live Goff. And uh, so I'm, I'm really enjoying those. You seem to be enjoying them. You're picking them up and uh, downloading them. So thank you so much. Again, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, and uh, pick me up and let's let's talk let's let's interchange you can catch me uh, on email at copeland.donny at gmail.com uh, i'm getting a red pill sports uh, email we're getting a whole new website that'll be coming uh, also you can pick me up on uh, facebook at my at red pill sports uh, on twitter at my red pill sports i'm trying to get uh, twitter up to 500 followers i've got over 6000 on my personal page and you uh, pick me up, uh, hit me up there uh, at Donnie Copeland on Twitter, at Donnie Copeland on Gab, on Truth Social, and uh, let's uh, let's talk. I appreciate you so very much. I'm so 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 very thankful for you. We're talking about the era versus era tonight. We're supposed to have uh, historian uh, and just walking sports almanac. Uh, Bonafide uh, Charles Hames on with us. Uh, Charles been sick this week, had kidney stones. If you've ever had those, you know what that's about. So he uh, he was recovering from that. Also, he is the executive director of the Arkansas Country Music Awards, which is a really really big deal here. And he does a lot of the writing for the show and putting this. He puts all the show together. So he's right in the middle of that. So we're going to catch him. This is our second time trying to have him. First time we had technical difficulties. This time he was not feeling well. Plus it was a bad time. I shouldn't have asked him right in the middle of this, but he'll join us. You will be amazed. I mean, this guy, I'm going to quote you a bunch of statistics tonight, but I'm going to be reading them. Not him. That dude is a bona fide walking encyclopedia so uh, again thank you for joining the show this is the red pill sports podcast we do sports right and uh we what we do we bet we combat the wokeism uh that is infiltrating sports and every other thing uh, out there and uh and there are times though uh probably uh, what half of the time or maybe a third of the time it's not uh, politically driven. We're just talking sports. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. I know you do, uh, or you wouldn't be following us. Uh, and then let us know how we can do the show better. We want to always get better uh, with the show. Uh, but let's dive right on into what we're going to be talking about uh, here tonight. I want to talk about era versus era. And then I'm going to close out with something I think is 
so fascinating about the era versus era uh, and the potential because this has been a long time uh, debate about who is better. Were, were the 27 Yankees better than 1970 Orioles? Orioles? I, I'll tell you a story about the 70 Orioles. So I was nine years old when the 70 Orioles, uh, in, and some of you out there may understand this, some of you may not, but I was raised in a very, very um, a religious home, and I'm very thankful that I have no, no um, sad stories about that. Uh, you know, I hear people say, you know, I was oppressed, or, uh, man, I was so blessed. My parents were phenomenal people. Uh, my dad's still alive, 93 years of age, or 92. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm just so blessed. Uh, but we didn't have a television. And my mom and dad had a television, then they got saved, and they got rid of their television. I remember the night they got rid of it. I was only like five. And I remember the guy loading this huge thing up. So I would go to the neighbor's house and watch watch sports because I was a sports fanatic. And some people say, well, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of sad. But it really was kind of cool, you know. Uh, and then my grandparents had a television, so I'd go to my grandparents. But the reason I told you that was because uh, – the one thing I love, and Charles and I have talked about this a lot, I love, and, and maybe some of you out there are like me, but I absolutely just love, there's something about playoff baseball on a weekday, uh, on a weekday, during the day, during the week. And I don't know what it is, and I think it's because, and I think this is one of the larger things about sports, and I want to touch on this just a little bit tonight, I think that's why sports mean so much to us is because it does remind us of our past and our childhood and great memories. But one of the most fond memories, my, my grandmother was just the consummate grandmother. This is my mother's mom, and uh, her, her name was Mildred, and their name was Hendrix with an X. And uh, my, my mamaw Hendrix was the consummate grandmother. She was the one that sent you shoe boxes uh, full of Valentine stuff on Valentine. She, even though we lived like five miles, maybe seven miles from each other, they lived in Monroe. We lived in West Monroe, Louisiana. And, but she knew that, you know, getting something in the mail was special. And all five of us grandkids, she would make sure that later there were seven, but at that time there's only five of us. Then my young, younger brother and younger sister were born much, much later, have a brother, 11 or 12 years uh, younger than me, a sister 13 years younger. And so uh, she would send all five grandkids these Valentine boxes on our birthday, same thing. My, my largest gifts I would get on Christmas, because my mom and dad couldn't always afford the things we wanted, but the things that, uh, the, the things I really wanted, my grandmother, and she didn't make a lot of money. My grandfather was disabled and uh, he had had cancer and had a heart attack. So and was really, you know, not in good health. So she worked just a menial retail job and uh, saved her money, you know, and waited on his hand and foot. So I, we'd go over there. It was weekday, and uh, and I, I took a lot of time to tell you the story, but I, I got to set the scene. So I get over to their house, and my grandmother made the best cheeseburgers in the world, and she would toast the bun. I don't think I'd ever had the bun toasted. My mom was a phenomenal cook, but she didn't do that. But Mamma would make cheeseburgers, and she'd grill the bun, and she'd she and we never had soda, you know, or Coke. We call it Coke in the South. We never had soda pop, uh, but we had Kool Aid or tea, usually always tea. Uh, very seldom even Kool Aid. It was tea or nothing. And uh, but my grandmother was special because she all we always had Craigmont Cola. For some of you that remember that in the glass bottles, no less two liters or whatever and we would have she would have cola there we would have uh those cheeseburgers and i remember her making us cheeseburgers we're sitting on the living room floor it's in the middle of the day during the week like a thursday maybe a tuesday or thursday and charles hames would actually know the day that that's how good he is and i'm watching the 1970 orioles play and charles would know who they were playing I, I want to say the Reds, but that that could be wrong. Uh, but it was the Orioles uh, playing. That was Brooks Robinson. That was Jim Palmer. Uh, that was Boog Powell. 
Uh, was it Dunleavy played on that team? Uh, or Dem- D- Dempsey the, uh, was catcher then. Uh, but I remember Brooks Robinson making a phenomenal play uh, at third base. I remember that. Uh that that I'll never forget. So uh, maybe Murray, maybe Murray played uh, first base. <clears throat> uh, I think, but um, and so I think that's why I love daytime baseball. So so I picked the 1970 Orioles, which were, has been listed in several almanac, sports almanacs as one of the top ten teams ever to play. And the reason I didn't pick one of the newer Yankee teams, and again, we're talking era versus era, okay? So I don't want to get lost. I, I, I took way too much time uh, on that about my grandmother and, and that. But I want to set the context and, and the scene here and, and hope you uh, oblige me that, that departure. But um, I wanted to match era against era. I want to get statistics. I want to do a little bit of research. Uh, and I'll divulge where I got that research from because it's a greater point that I want to make when we finish up here tonight. And so I'm looking at the top 10 teams. One of those were the 27 Yankees, one of them were the 1970 Orioles. Now, there were quite a few Yankees teams in that top 10, so I didn't want to pit Yankee team against Yankee team. So I thought it would be cool, even though they're both in the American League, I thought it would be cool to pit the Yankees against the Orioles. 27 Yankees against 1970 Orioles. So here we go. So the 27 Yankees won 110 regular season games with only 44 losses. They finished 19 games ahead of the second-place team in the American League. I scored their opponents by whopping 376 runs. Uh, Featured uh, this 27 Yankees, right? Featured Babe Ruth, who hit 60 home runs that season. Won the World Series in four games. (laughs) Outscoring their opponents 23-10. Now let's look at the 1970 Orioles. Well, they won 108 regular season games with only 54 losses. So 10 more losses, uh, obviously. Uh, played more games, I think, is is the is that right? Yeah, yeah, played more games than uh, than the 27 Yankees. So they had 100, uh, 108 regular season wins, 54 losses. Finished 15 games rather than 19 games ahead of their uh, closest opponent. Outscored their opponents by 183 runs, so half as much. Featured a, featured a strong pitching staff, including Mike uh, Cuellar and Jim Palmer, whom I mentioned previously, who both were 20-game winners that year. Uh, they won the World Series in five games, outscoring their opponents 21-16. So uh, I, I got to thinking about which one of those teams would have won. Uh, you had the – I think I would give – because pitching is kind of like pitching – in baseball, to me, this is where I want to get Charles back on the show and really delve into it. Uh, pitching uh, in baseball is like defense in football and basketball, in my mind, in playoff in playoff round. So I think the 97 Orioles, even though they were statistically not you know, not nearly as good as 27 Yankees. I think they would have given them a run for their money. Now, uh, I really want to take 27 Yankees and go with, like, the 2,000-whatevers, you know. (coughs) Excuse me. But there really wasn't a team that just stuck out to me. Uh, And the 70 Orioles, I I see as, because I'm old, I see them as more recent uh, where a lot of you younger guys listening and ladies that would be listening, you would definitely think, you know, 2000s, uh, the the uh, 80s, you know, th- those teams would be, um, you know, would be teams that would be a more of a matchup. So, you know, no no great science to it, but uh, that's kind of so. So as after I looked at it, I, I got to thinking. You know, I think between the 70s and the 20s, there probably wasn't a ton of difference in the conditioning, the uh, kinesiology or the medicine of healing for uh, sports medicine. I don't think there was a huge, definitely an improvement from 27 to 70, no doubt. But I don't think, I think the big jump in kinesiology and and in the biometrics and all that definitely has been uh, from 80 forward. I think that's, you know, I think that's where the big jump. 
and so the bigger question tonight is, as we talk about this, is does you know does that kinesiology, does that um, conditioning, does that uh, treatment, um, you know, I, I would say it's needed more because players, ironically, are more prone to injury and sickness, etc. Now than they were when there was less of that. Ironic. That's very ironic, but I think it's it's actually true. So I think that between the 70 Orioles, at least, and the 27 Yankees, I think the conditioning and the sports medicine component of this is much smaller. I think the biggest thing uh, was it, and Charles told me this, I can't remember now, I want to say it was like in the 60s, the the juice ball, uh, maybe in the seventies even the the you know the 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 the, the livelier ball was introduced, uh, and so I think you would have to definitely between twenty seven Yankees and the um, seventy Orioles, you would definitely have to make um, you know make allowances for uh, the livelier ball, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, you had much. Bigger ballparks, if I if memories uh, serves me, not that I lived in the twenties. Uh, I know some of you find that hard to believe, but I think the real issue between twenty seven Yankees and the seventy Orioles, and this is all conjecture and super subjective. You you know that, uh, but it's fun to talk about, at least for me. I uh, hope it's as fun for you to listen to. Um, I think it's the pitching. I think Jim Palmer. I think. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, I don't think that his name was pronounced Quayar, uh, even though that's what we'd say nowadays. Cueller, uh, uh, maybe Quayler. I want to say Quayar because that's what we'd say nowadays. Um, but I, I think the pitching, and I remember they had another pitcher, and I can't think of his name. And although Babe Ruth was a great pitcher, um, and, and I can't remember now if he was pitching in the twenties, uh, twenty-seven or not. He, you know, he only pitched about seven years, Babe Ruth, and then he stopped uh, pitching. Uh, so I, I think I think the Orioles of the seventies and their defense, by the way, was super super good. I remember that they had a phenomenal phenomenal. phenomenal. I remember their second baseman, and Charles told me his name not long ago when we were just talking because he can just spit that stuff out like a computer. So fascinating there. Now, one that I find even more fascinating, and because we're in the NBA Finals, is I put together the 1960 Celtics and the 1996 Bulls. And if you uh, are a historian or if you are as old as me, I don't even remember the 1960 Celtics because that was actually uh, before I was born. Uh, but that was Bill Russell. Uh, and and I'm so I'm gonna read some stuff off to you before we get into this. I want to get into the 1960 Celtics and 1996 Bulls led by Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, uh, not by Michael Jackson, <laughs> and then the 1960 era, not 1960 per se, but 1960 era Celtics led by Bill Russell. So you have Bill Russell against Michael Jordan, uh, and so. Uh, we're going to look at that. We're going to look at matchups. We're going to look at team depth and see which one of those teams. The Celtics were phenomenal, man. Uh, they had a run there that was, I mean, Bruin-esque, uh, like the uh, UCLA Bruins. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, but before we dive into that, I want to talk to you about RedRiverAuto.com. I am so thankful for these people. I've told you the story, but when Doc Washburn was fired from Cumulus Media, and, uh, you know, he didn't know what he was going to do. Brian Coolis, uh, Mansur Simpy, and myself put an ownership team together said, hey, we're going we're gonna, to uh, launch a podcast. Doc needs to go nationwide, and, and God's really blessed us. Doc is phenomenal. He is a national talent, does a great job. If you've not picked it up, pick up the Doc Washburn Show if you like politics, docwashburn.com. And so guess what? We, we started making a list of people to call, some of his former advertisers. But you know who called us? The person who called us was Mitch Ward with Red River Auto and said, look, uh, I've pulled advertising from Cumulus Media because they fired you because you wouldn't take the jab. 
and I want to support what you're doing next. What are you doing next? We said, we're going to do a podcast. He says, I'm in. And 18 months later, he's still in. He is our largest, uh, by far, uh, supporter, uh, an advertiser, and I cannot say enough about Mitch Ward. Listen, Mitch Ward is a patriot. His family's patriots. His coworkers are patriots. But, but that's not why you want to do, I mean, that's enough reason right there to do business with Mitch Ward and River, RedRiverAuto.com. No matter where you are, by the way, in the United States, you, they can ship a car, and they do, to anywhere in the United States. At least call these people. Call Red River Auto or go online, RedRiverAuto.com, and say, look, I listen to the Red, uh, Red Pill Sports podcast with Donnie Copeland, I li- uh, which I know is part of the Doc Washburn show and you guys are patriots, I want to at least, at least get a quote from you guys. I'm buying a new car, new or used, and they are going to hook you up. They got multiple car dealerships. They got all different types of brands, uh, and they are going to take good care of you. And so uh, you will love doing business with these folks. They are uh, just simply, simply phenomenal. Cannot say enough about them. So uh, Red River Auto... Uh, com. So let's jump into the 1960 Celtics uh, that were led by Bill Russell, who just recently passed away, and then the 1990 era uh, Bulls led by Michael Jordan. Now, let's look at the 60 Celtics, and again, 60 era Celtics. Uh, this is from 57 to 69. They won 11 NBA championships in 13 years. I, I knew they won a lot, but I didn't realize they'd won that many. Maybe you did, and kudos to you if you did. Uh, they had an 8-0 record in NBA final series during that period. Now, stop and think about that for a moment, folks. They did not lose a, a series final in those 11 years. Uh, 11 or 13 years. They had an 8-0 record in the NBA final series during that period. Uh, Featured Bill Russell, who won five NBA MVP awards and was considered one of the best defensive players of all time. Had a winning percentage of 736 during that 13-year span. That That is mind-blowing. I mean, that is just unbelievable. Now, let's look at the uh, – we took the 96 Bulls. Uh, and this is, I believe, the year before Robin came on with them. Maybe, uh, maybe not. But but we're talking about the entire, you know, ninety uh, era Bulls won seventy two regular season games during ninety six, breaking the previous record of seventy set by the seventy two Lakers. If you remember, that Lakers team is the teams that would uh, duke it out with Larry Bird and the Celtics during the early 70s, had a winning percentage of 878. Uh, so it wasn't quite uh, – no, it was better. It was better. Uh, the Celtics winning percentage 736. The the Bulls winning percentage 878 during the regular season. Uh, featured Michael Jordan, who won his fourth NBA MVP award that season, led the league in scoring with 30 points per game, 30.4 to be exact. They won the NBA championship, finished in playoffs with a record of 15-3. and three. Not bad. Not bad at all. So uh, so let, let's look at these two teams and just see, uh, you know, and, and not just the 96 Bulls, but let's look also at uh, the 90-era Bulls uh, and then the 60s, late 50s, 60s-era Celtics. Again, Russell versus Jordan, Celtics versus Bulls. Uh, now, we know that basketball has evolved, uh, and some would say devolved. Uh, the three-point line has become, you know, uh, part and parcel. Defense is unheard of until you get to the playoffs. Uh, but let's look at the 1990-era Bulls. Regular season record, uh, this is the 1990 Bulls, not the era, but the 55-27 and 27. Um, they had like Michael Jordan, of course, Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, uh, Phil Jackson was coach. The uh, Celtics uh, had Bill Russell, Sam Jones, John Havlicek. Of course, they were led by Red R back. Now, let's look at some matchups. That's what I was thinking about was matchups. Huh? Because that's really what 
especially playoffs, that's what it all comes down to is match, matchups. You, you've got, you know, when I coach basketball, is is the, the, the you, you can get this really simplified and say basically if a team has two or three players that are phenomenal, you just say A player is not going to beat us. It's going to have to be B player. And then if A and B players are both really great, because it's really rare for a team to have five great players. But let's say they have three really good players. So A is not going to beat us. So you put your best defender, if not double A, then B is going to have to carry the load, can they? And then C is that that's really the person you want to have to beat you is the C player. Uh, and so it's all about matchups, right, whether it's in football, basketball, or baseball. So the Bulls versus Celtics, the Bulls' biggest matchup issue would have been with Bill Russell. I mean, he's so dominant, 6'10", but he played like he was 7'3 in the paint. Um, so despite the def- defensive talents of Horace Grant uh, and and then Dennis Rodman, who he actually joined the Bulls in 95, uh, Russell's rebound and shot blocking prowess uh, would pose it would pose significant problems for uh, this issue. Now, the Celtic the Celtics' main issue would be containing Michael Jordan, even with the excellent defenders like Russell and Havlicek. I just can't see Russell going out and uh, covering him. I don't think Havlicek could ever contain him. But but I think what you do you let Jordan score his forty. And you just don't let anybody else score. It's kind of what really the Lakers have done with the. Uh, I think the first game is what they did with the Warriors. They packed the they packed the the lane and said, "Look, you know, let let um, uh, let Steph get his numbers, and somebody else is going to have to beat us." And it worked. Now the the uh, the Warriors made adjustments. Uh, Steve Kerr made adjustments, and so they started using having uh, having uh, Steph uh, handle the ball, and so then the big guy for the Warriors would come out Looney or either Green come out and do pick and roll, so it would draw um, AD away from the basket. So then now that opens the floor up for dumps down and so forth. So I, I see the. That being the same strategy for Phil Jackson, the Bulls against the Celtics, they if if you had, you would have uh, Havlicek on let's say on Jordan, which I think that's a terrible matchup for the Celtics. Um, but I do one thing I would say I would say the phys- physicality of the '60s teams would be um, w- would be uh, an advantage, even though now. In the nineties, you remember the '89 Pistons were so physical. Remember that was the that was the 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 bad boys. That was Lambeer and uh, what was the not uh, oh I can see the guy man. He was a bruiser. Uh, then you had Isaiah Thomas who wasn't a bruiser, but you had Lambeer. You had uh, can't think of that guy played power forward. He was he was tough. Um, so the 90s was pretty physical. The 90s actually was a lot of isolated basketball. And ironically, the 60s, after I did a bit of study today, the 60s are about like the run. So it was it was really, really fascinating that the 90s would have been what you thought about the 60s. But really it was the 50s, early, mid, late 50s, that four-corner, death by a thousand cuts, slow down the game. Uh, was a lot more in the early 50s, mid 50s, uh, the 60s. They were running and gunning. Now, of course, didn't have the three point line. So, uh, I do think so. The physicality of the Celtics would probably, especially after they got Cowan and Havlicek, you got Sam Jones, you got or Casey Jones, you got uh, uh, let's see who else. Oh, Sam Jones, Casey Jones. John Havlicek, uh, I think the physicality of the Celtics would have been uh, pretty tough on them. Then I think the depth, the depth of the Celtics, because if you remember those teams, the Bulls teams, uh, you had Kerr on the bench, you had, uh, who were some other ones uh, on the bench uh, during that time, uh, and, and you didn't have a real 
Uh, oh yeah, I think you had John Paxson, Bill Cartwright. We just kind of, you know. Uh, then you had Pippen and Grant. Pippen, of course, was you know a very very good player. Uh, so I think the I think the on court starting fives were very uh, compatible or very uh, evenly matched up. Obviously, the Celtics are much more athletic, uh, but I think. Um, I think if you isolated Jordan, put a body on uh, on Pippen, uh, I, I think I think I think the depth over seven games. I think the depth of the Celtics may would have worn down uh, the uh, the Bulls, but who knows? Uh, I, I think both of them, Phil Jackson, and Red Orbach, would have been great strategists. Uh, the Celtics were known for their fast-break offense. That still blows my mind. 60s Celtics were known for fast-break offense and suffocating defense. And then the Bulls ran a triangle offense uh, and played tough. They were they were pretty physical, too. So it weren't, wasn't like they were, uh, you know, stuck in mud. Uh, so let's, let's jump over to, since we're doing era, I want to do some football, and then we're going to call it a night. But I think it would be cool to do a little football. Uh, and uh, and then we'll call tonight. Before we get into football, we're, I tell you what we're going to talk about. We're talking about the 1962 Green Bay Packers. Now, this is not enough of a division. I, I kind of kicked myself after I did this. I wish I had done the 1962 Packers against like the 84 uh, uh, 49ers or even those good Cowboy teams uh, of the of the 80s uh, and made a 20-year difference. 62, 72 is just not – Quite enough, but I've already done it, so it is what it is. And the 62 Packers happen to be one of my favorite teams, and the 72 Dolphins were my favorite team uh, up until uh, I became a uh, a Cowboys fan. So, uh, so anyway, we'll we'll dive into that uh, right before we do. I want to talk about my pillow, mypillow.com. Listen. Uh, I told you about the Hoka's I wear. That's the unofficial shoe of the Red Pill Sports Podcast. I'm your host, by the way, Donnie Copeland, and I love Hoka's. Uh, go to Hoka's.com, check them out. Uh, but I'm telling you, if I'm not wearing my Hoka's, I actually have my Hoka's on right now. Let me uh, let me take let me show you here. Let's see, I can't do it. I'm making a mess here. So anyway, sorry about that. I was going to show the Facebook audience. But I'm wearing my Hoka's right now. But I'm going to tell you, if I'm not wearing my Hoka's, you know what I'm wearing? I am wearing my uh, I'm wearing my MyPillow slippers, and they are moccasins. They are phenomenal. I, I didn't see this coming because I have such problems with my feet. I dread getting my shoes off because I'm real flat-footed, and it kills my feet. So I was really dreading uh, taking my shoes off because uh, I'll keep my shoes on as long as I can. Because these hokas are just so phenomenal, but once I got my, I received my uh, my pillow uh, moccasins slippers. I was blown away by how supportive and thick they are. Many times I'll go to the store or run to get coffee, uh, if I'm craving a you know coffee from somewhere else besides what I make at home, and uh, I'll i wear those slippers because they are so comfortable and they're so supportive, and I just love them. The other thing you have to get from my pillow, listen, and when we've already had several of our listeners get these, you have to get the Giza Dream Sheets. And and do me a favor, order a couple of uh, sets and get a set of white ones. I don't know what it is. It's like sleeping on uh, Four Seasons at the Four Seasons, although I've never slept at Four Seasons. But it, it's it's how I would imagine the bed being at the Four Seasons when you you have these Giza Dream Sheets. It's this unbelievable Egyptian cotton. Uh, I'm telling you, and use the promo code RED. Use the promo code RED. You'll get them for like 25 bucks or 29 bucks, something like that. Something cr- it's crazy. Um, so MyPillow.com, use the code word RED. Thank you for everybody that's already bought from MyPillow and used the code word. We get a report. And you guys have been phenomenal doing that. I just cannot thank you enough uh, for supporting the show like you do and the way it's growing. 
and we've got merch coming. We're getting it ready. We're oh, and again, I'll, I'll say this one more time. We're dropping a new episode. It'll just be like a minute, two minute. It's a minute with the goat, and uh, that that voice on there sounds pretty familiar, right? It's a voice from the past that we all loved and uh, revered. Um, and so, a minute with the goat, and uh, he's going to be talking about live golf versus the PGA. It's a great, great segment. And uh, you're going to love it. And I'm going to drop uh, some insider information to you here in a moment before we sign off. So let's go into the 1962 Green Bay Packers and the 1972 Dolphins. We're talking era versus era tonight on the Red Pill Sports Podcast. And again, I'm Donnie Copeland, your host. Don't forget about the Doc Washburn Show. You can watch it at docwashburn.com. And we're so thankful for each and every one of you. Do not, we do not ever take you guys for granted. We are so, so thankful for each and every one of you. Tell somebody about the show. Uh, hit me up uh, on Twitter at Donnie Copeland. On, uh, that's also Truth Social and Gab at Donnie Copeland. My Red Pill Sports uh, on Twitter as well. That's the podcast site on Twitter. And then at Facebook, uh, Red Pill Sports. And then you can catch us on the Dot Washburn Show on Facebook as well. So 62 Green Bay Packers, 1972 Dolphins. Let's look at the 62 Packers. Uh, I remember, of course, I was only one year, one year of age, so I don't remember that that team, but I remember the 60-era, uh, probably 68 Packers, uh, and I believe Starr was still playing at that time. They won the NFL championship with a record of 13-1. Um, this is 62 Packers. Had a 188-point differential during the regular season. Uh, Featured Bart Starr, who won the NFL MVP award that season. Had a defense that only allowed 10 points per game, uh, which was the best in the league. So that's pretty salty stuff. Now let's look at the 72 Dolphins. That was my team. Bob Greasy was the uh, quarterback. Paul Warfield was a receiver. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to think of that defense. I mean, that uh, tight end. Uh, Jim Zonka was fullback. Uh, Jim Kick was running back. Um, uh, Nick Bonacani was middle linebacker. Uh, uh, Jake Scott was free safety. Mercury Morris uh, was uh, a running back or kind of what we call a slot player now, if I remember right. So, uh, I, uh, and who could forget Gary Oyeprimian and his famous botched. Uh, Attempt to run the ball after the botch snap in the in the Redskins game, uh, the following or, or that year, I believe it was seventy two, uh, when they played the Redskins in the uh, Super Bowl, if I remember right. Uh, the seventy two Dolphins won all fourteen regular season games, becoming the only NFL team in history to have a perfect regular season. Had a two hundred thirty three point differential during the regular season. Featured a strong run game. With Larry Zaka rushing for 11-17 and six t- touchdowns. Also, Jim Kick uh, had a great uh, year as well. Had a defense that only allowed 12 points per game, which was the best in the league. Uh, the, uh, and I believe uh, th- that would have been a fascinating, fascinating matchup between the 72 uh, Dolphins and the 62 Packers. Now, I think there would be a much bigger disparity style, all that between 72 Dolphins and like the Kansas City Chiefs of today. Um, But fascinating. So uh, we sit here, and and all this is super subjective. I just took statistics. Now, uh, Charles is going to be on the show later, and he plays a game I want to call – I want to say it's like Strat. It's like with cards. It's it's Stat Stat Pro, I think, what's called Stat Pro or Pro Stat. But uh, it, one of the two, Stat Pro or Pro Stat, and it's basically matching statistics. Uh, and he's he's going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, matchups like era versus era when he's on the show. Be a few weeks, and then he's going to tell us about a little bit about the games. But what I want to close with tonight is something I think is so fascinating. Now, first, I want to tell you all these stats that I got. I got them from AI. I got them from Chat. GPT. Now I did a little research and made sure uh, that you know they were pretty uh, pretty solid as far as the 
stats themselves because uh, uh, ChatGPT can sometimes give you erroneous information. Not terrible, but it does happen. Uh, so I did check that out. So it got me to thinking. And here's what I think AI is, is, is transforming everything. And, and we're already, we've been using AI to some degree. Uh, and you use it with Siri. You use it with even uh, search engine uh, uh, engines, uh, subject search on search engines. That That's, that's, uh, machine, you know, driven learning and machine driven information. Uh, this is just at a unbelievable scale that that we're talking about. Here's what I think is going to happen. I, I th and I think this is happening so rapidly. I'm watching this. I study this just about every night. Uh, and here's this is not going to happen. This see, Chad uh, or AI. Is, is is not going to expand and accelerate by the year and it's not going to ex expand and celebrate uh, celebrate expand and accelerate by the month it's going to expand and accelerate by the day uh, and by the week you, you're going to have profound changes from one week to the next you're already seeing that with chat GBT uh, and um, and and just the plugins and and the applications that are going they're connecting with chat GPT uh, so here's the fascinating thing is uh, sports is so near and dear to us because it reminds us of our past there's a lot of you know male testosterone tied up in it and then you know not that Women don't enjoy sports, and it's 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 a human experience, not just a male experience. But males, the competitive nature, the competing, the hunter in us, it's really conducive to sports. And AI is is going to. Uh, I think you still all going to always have to have players, always have a venue. That's not going to change. I think you're already seeing it with the vest they're wearing to. Uh, to look at glucose levels and look at insulin levels and look at all their potassium and uh, sodium and iodine and on and on. Uh, that stuff's just going to, and then head injury and, and being able to light up when there's issues uh, and then nerve and, and muscle, uh, you know, warnings. Like, you know, you'll say, man, how do they not know a guy's hamstring is about to pop? Well, they will. Uh, they don't right now, but they will, and it won't be in years or months. Uh, it's coming. But where I think uh, AI is going to be fascinating is you literally will get your tickets to a game if you do live events. You'll get it, uh, you know, through an AI chatbot. You'll have an Uber pick you up if you live in one of the more urban areas and drive you to the game. Uh, you'll have a uh, robot or least AI video system that will lead you to your app, right to your seat. AI will always already know what you like to eat, and you can pre-order everything. It's brought to you. Uh, if you get programs, the kind of merchandise you get a, a T-shirt you like gray, you like a two X because you don't like it tight. These are made a little small, so you get yours in 2X versus your typical 1X or XL. Uh, unbelievable how it's going to change that part. But here's the part. That's a little scary to me because I'm an old guy. But here's the part that I find exciting. And that's why I want to tie this AI into old school versus new school, era versus era tonight. And that is, I believe it's coming uh, in your game modules I believe it will be here within the year. I can't imagine it being outside of two years. Uh, I, I think it's here within by Christmas, if not much farther, that you will literally be able. We're sitting here not talking about 27 Yankees versus 1970 Orioles. We're sitting here talking about 62 Packers versus 72 Packers. We're sitting here talking about the 90 Bulls versus the 60 Celtics. 
you will literally be able to sit down with a game module and play and and watch uh, like you were watching a televised game that will be as real as what uh, you watch tonight with the Nuggets uh, playing uh, in, in their playoff game uh, against the MMMI just went totally blank, Western Division uh, Suns. It'll look that real, and it'll be it'll be Bill Russell against Michael Jordan. Now, to me, and and here's the thing: what is loaded into to that uh, that goes into that data set to create that event will be so close to realistic, not just in the visuals of the game, but in who wins the game, how the game. Uh, how the game ends and and all of that, which I find to be absolutely unbelievably fascinating. And and some would say, and 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 I can see their point. Hey, leave the past the past, the future the future. Uh, and and the reason I say that, I was looking at some AI the other night, and there's this is already out. You can you can you can go online right now. Just go online and. And look it up and order it. I wish I knew one or I'd promote it on here, uh, just because I think it's so cool. Although it's a little creepy, and that is, you already can take a recording of your late mother or father, take an old photograph of your late mother and father. You can scan that photograph of your late mother and father. You can upload the audio off the cassette tape that you put on a CD that somebody put on a digital file for you. You can upload that audio of your mother telling the story about when she was a little girl. And you can take that picture of her sitting in the living room at Christmas and the mouth will move and your mother will be telling that story and she's been gone as my mother has 23 years. That's crazy. But that is the power of AI. So you don't think they're going to be able to take load a data set in there with statistical, all the all the statistical pertinent information, and recreate a game. Uh, so pretty pretty ma- amazing stuff. As it is with all technology, there is tremendous upside, and I think there's probably evident downside. And then there is probably a downside that um, we don't foresee coming. So, you know, hey, the bottom line is God's in control. Uh, we do our best and uh, enjoy what we can and uh, call it a day, right? Hey, man, I'm so thankful that you've joined us. It has been phenomenal having you here I cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate you. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that you would spend your hour with me here tonight. Thank you for listening to the Red Pill Sports Podcast. Tell somebody about it. Hit me up on one of the social medias at Donnie Copeland or at Twitter, my Red Pill, because we couldn't get Red Pill Sports Podcast. Uh, So we had to get my Red Pill Sports Podcast. So uh, hit us up there. Uh, and let's talk, and be looking Thursday or Friday. I'll drop the minute with the goat, okay? God bless you. Take care, and we'll talk to you later. All right? Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Red Pill Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Doc Washburn Show Family of Podcasts, a Yetcher Media Company.